It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Pilot Flying J Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley as we move into a Friday. Hey, kids, it's the bonus show. Look, get comfortable. Yeah. We're going to be doing this for a while. Television's going to bore you really, real quickly. Yep. yep. So, you know, just, you know, keep it here. Yeah. Always trying to make a buck on a national, international tragedy. One million dollars. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, um, this is exactly why I steal toilet paper from work. <laughs> See, everybody thinks I'm some kind of bad guy. Now, who's the smart one? Huh? Huh? I saw a guy today mm-hmm. outside of Target. Yeah. He had two carts full of nothing but toilet paper. Yeah. Yep. yep. Why? Yeah, but because you can't find it anywhere. He's He's part of the problem. Well, that's my question. Why do you think you need the toilet paper? Because if you end up being closed in for two weeks, you're going to need toilet paper. I buy if your family is quarantined, if you have a family I, of of five, you're probably going through three or four rolls a day. Maybe. Okay. Maybe it's because I live alone. So I, I buy in bulk anyway. Every couple of months, I'll I'll just, you know, go in and get one of the, the biggest rolls. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm set. But this guy probably had, and, and I, I actually looked. I wanted to get my phone out and take a snapshot of it, and I'm like, yeah. "I'd just be too obvious." Right. <laughs> but it was the what you know the this roll is seven rolls. Yeah, <laughs> you know the right. ju- the jumbo to the tenth power, right? You know, toilet paper roll that are just huge, and you're like, "How does that thing even fit in the little thing that they give you in the bathroom?" I don't think it does. They probably have to put it to the side. But I, I'm not kidding. He probably had twenty of them. Yeah. Yeah. In in both, I mean, the, it was up, it was on the bottom, it was all of, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, he's selling this stuff. Right. <laughs> but you well, couldn't find it, could you? No. Um, tonight, I stopped in, I stopped at three locations and couldn't find it. Uh, two different Walmarts and a Walgreens. All out. Uh, I mean, the, the bear... Shells, yes. zombie apocalypse yeah. out. The, the 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 Kroger was out, but I, I sort of figured it. You could see it during the week mm-hmm. that it was starting to go. I uh, went to Kroger. They were completely out. Target was not. Mm-hmm. So Target was uh, okay. And immediately I put $10,000 uh, into uh, the stock market yesterday into all the toilet paper companies. Um, toilet paper companies and, far- and big pharma. Honestly. And Big Pharma, yeah. Uh, yeah. The other thing, and th- this was a surprise. I just wasn't thinking about it, but I had, uh, when I, I checked uh, two days ago, it was, you know, right before I went to sleep, and I and the air conditioning, we've we've had temperatures in the mid-80s the last couple of days. And that's Texas weather. It goes from 30 to 80 like that. Yeah. So it's always, oh, okay, heating today, air conditioning tomorrow. So I noticed uh, on the first day that we had 80-degree temperatures, which would have been Wednesday afternoon, I went to the side of my house, and that's where the secondary condensation pipe drains on Mm -hmm. my air conditioning. Right. Which means if that's draining, the primary is plugged up. Right. 
Now, it just must have been, you know, the air conditioning comes on a few times during the winter, as we all know, when you live in Texas, even. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I went, okay, the primary must it must be mildew in there. And what you use to get that out is bleach. Mm-hmm. It unplugs it. And it's, you know, a common thing that everybody knows here in Texas. Mm-hmm. Or if you have air conditioning in general. I had a buddy of mine in New York. It's like, it's plugged. What do you do? And I went, you put in bleach. He goes, no, you don't. I go, yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. He said, well, it works. How do you know? And I said, well, we do it all the time down here. Yeah. So I went, I need to get some bleach. <laughs> Zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't exactly. find it. I couldn't find it anywhere. And I, and, and I went, okay, let me go. Let me go on Amazon. And I'm like, I wonder if Amazon even ships bleach, you know, due to the fact that it's a corrosive yeah. agent. And I just went, and, and they do. They do. Everything's sold out. Everything. Yeah. So uh, and, toilet paper. I couldn't find toilet paper anywhere on Amazon. Yeah, I saw that they out of yeah, stock. Yeah. The now they had some just a couple of days ago, but I'll completely. So I'm I'm driving home and I'm like, well, I'm going to be okay. And and the air the my air conditioning company. I got I put in a new air conditioner uh, heater just a, a furnace just a, a year ago. Right. So, but they still come out. Part of the plan is they come out twice a year to you know the warranty plan. Yeah. They come out twice a year to to check on it. So they've already called me. So I could get them out, you know, if there was, and I said, oh, there's no big emergency, but I'm driving home and I realized there's just a new, where I live, I live in a peninsula of a lake and it's, there has been no retail on that peninsula at all. Mm -hmm. And they finally built a convenience store and a gas station on the peninsula. Yeah. And it's just been open less than a month Mm -hmm. and it's like a corner store. And I thought to myself, hmm, you know how sometimes they'll have... You know, if, if bleach costs a dollar fifty, you know, for a gallon or whatever the sixty four ounces uh, in a in a uh, uh, in a regular store, it might be in there. It'll be five bucks. Yeah, <laughs> but right. it'll be. I, I go into the store. There it is. Are loaded with bleach. Nobody thinks to go to the local corner store to get bleach. Yeah. Right. So I got my bleach and I was able to clear out the whole thing yesterday. But yeah, it was. Um, in fact, looking here, very quickly here. Just a different way, to, uh, just a different opinion from what you may be seeing in most of the mainstream media. Wall Street Journal, America's self-shutdown. For all the foreboding about the coronavirus, and it's justified, it is heartening to see the American people responding in ways reminiscent of the frontier spirit. Most people are doing what they have to do to survive a clear and immediate threat to their lives and communities. The new watchword is social distancing. That means minimizing the transmission of uh, an infectious virus for which no personal immunity exists by minimizing the chance that any one carrier will pass the virus to other. The speed with which the American people and their institutions are executing that sound policy is breathtaking. Private companies where possible are advising their employees to work from home. To minimize large crowds, professional sports leagues are suspending seasons. St. Patrick's Day parades held back to the 19th century have been canceled. Broadway theaters are closed. Universities are voluntarily replacing in-person classes with online instruction. The list lengthened by the hour. Health emergencies in the United States mainly and appropriately remain the responsibility of state and local governments. Governors and states with the greatest outbreaks so far, Washington, California, New York, and New Jersey are closing schools and ordering limitations on the size of public gatherings. These closures will come at enormous cost to affected individuals and the broader economy. The possibility that the virus will tip the U.S. 
into a recession is real, though unlike 2008, the economy was healthy when the virus struck. Here at the Journal, we regard the stock market as a sensitive barometer of expectations. A historic decline in the market this week is posing an obvious question. Where is a nation headed with the coronavirus? Given the scale and cost of the voluntary mitigation underway, the moment has arrived for the relevant authorities in Washington to inform the American people more precisely about the purpose and parameters of social uh, distancing. President Trump's 10-minute truck Wednesday uh, wasn't nearly enough, and his focus on travel bans from Europe is not adequate to explain the domestic disruption. The answers have to come from the presidential task force headed by Vice President Mike Pence. But they go on to just talk about the fact that, uh, you know, the complimenting the American people and their, you know, the response so far. I didn't see any panic out there. I mean, I just saw people concerned and, you know, doing in their self-interest to make sure that they're prepared for it. That's what I saw. Other people may have seen other things, but I think for the most part, the uh, the transition of Americans to prepare for the possibility of, you know, uh, having to be self-quarantined mm-hmm. has gone along in a pretty orderly process, as normally it does when things strike like this in America. People normally, you know, you get the insane people, but most people try to cooperate and, and help each other. I've, well, already, I've already called a few of my friends and said, hey, I have some extra toilet paper if you need some. <laughs> yeah, um, I have to deliver some tomorrow uh, to, to some folks that I sold it to. Uh, you know, and I'm only asking $9 a roll, but the... Um, <laughs> Um, you look at the perpetual motion of of, of any uh, given trend uh, when we're in uh, flight mode, right? Um, which is exactly what's going on. Um, the toilet paper started basically with a couple of pictures on the internet. You know, they're all sold out. They're all sold out. They're all sold out. And then all of a sudden, everybody's sold out. Um, the same thing goes on with cancellations all right um everybody cancels their event you don't want to be the jerk that doesn't cancel because you're going to get hounded to death you don't you you don't want to be shamed you know it's it because it's become this norm mcdonald tweeted was it yesterday that we that we announced that or day before yesterday it was yesterday yeah he canceled his stand-up and he, but he made a statement on his on his Twitter, um, something to the effect, "I don't believe it's a, a, a responsible thing to do to ask people to congregate unnecessarily." So I'm canceling my stand-up dates. This is this is the again that what that attitude where that starts, it ends up being a shaming type process in a situation like this. Well. This event was canceled. How dare you hold your event? How dare you ask people well, to congregate? I, you know, and I and I I agree with that because I I did see that, but it, it goes further than that. Again, it's the great unknown. People don't know. We don't know. You and I went through the CDC yesterday, and and by the way, the CDC website's a great website to go to if you want information. And so was what is it? Uh, Live Science. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been right. going through mm-hmm. Live Science, which you know goes through everything with the coronavirus. It's, you know, some of the, the uh, resources that we've been using. There's also the great unknown. It's a great unknown about the virus, sure. people. We just we just don't know. Look, I, it's beha- it's human behavior on, on, on all levels. Right. And and it, when it comes to our personal lives, it is, I'm looking out for myself. When it comes to, um, 
you know, anybody, any event organizer or any uh, local leader, they can't be the last in the game. In other words, if everybody else in that community uh, is doing something, then they're going to have to move essentially in that direction. Now, there are very, you know, organic, real things that are happening right now in terms of people's reaction and behavior. Um, you know, they're canceling flights. They're not getting on. Uh, wow. You have a one cruise ship line that's shutting down all their cruises. For 60 days. Yes, yeah. So that. that's huge. That's massive. Mm-hmm. That's a massive, massive, massive amount of money gone in just two months. And you look at the travel ban uh, from Europe, um, most of Europe, and that they put the they put the price tag on the economy uh, that hit would be three billion dollars. Um, I think you could probably find some indirect uh, costs that add to that three billion. The point being is that once that starts happening, it becomes a perpetual thing. Abundance of caution. You've heard those words all day, every day, for the last week. And that's exactly where we are. Mm-hmm. So we won't know if it's the right or wrong decision for another six months to a year. Right. Exactly. That's the whole thing. We don't. It's it's the it 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 is the great uh, uh, unknown. I did see where the was it the Fed yesterday that said uh, we are probably in a recession, and then the right. first quarter and second quarter will be yeah. will be in a recession. I did see. Uh, minus two percent growth and minus three percent growth for the second quarter, mm-hmm. but they believe and and when I when you see yesterday what happened and, and I was just I just checked now because when I went to sleep the PGA had not canceled the 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 they had the Players Championship going on mm-hmm. and they said they were going to just have no crowds and I went that's not going to hold when everybody when every really major sporting event said sorry we're done right when the NCAA canceled everything yep. They didn't say you know, no crowds. They just said we're canceling everything. Mm-hmm. When the NCAA did all of their sp- uh, spring sports, and the, I said the PGA cannot ha- continue to to play, and they even talked about the optics of it. We can't be the only ones not to shut down. What you had said earlier, and so that announcement came about uh, three four hours ago that they're shutting down. Also, there is nothing up to the Masters at least, and Augusta is a separate entity from the the PGA, but. And then I saw the XFL is going to announce later on today, or that they're also canceling. Right. I did see that they've already told the players the the XFL's canceling their season. They're done. Yeah, they're not going to. It's not a delay. They're done. Right. Yeah. They're 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 done, and they've already told the players you can sign with any NFL team right now. Uh, but wow. Uh, wow. yeah, this going to look. This it's going to hurt a lot of people out there, and you know that's I think the concern that many of us have uh, uh, out there. When you and and we'll talk more about it coming up. We got a great show ahead. We it's do. a it's a Friday show. If you want to get in, we'd love to hear from you. A lot of people with lots to say. So if you yeah. want to get in, we'd love to hear from you. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. Radio. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. You know when uh, when you talk, we talk about the coronavirus and and how it's being covered. 
Uh, number one, we'll bring up the the perfect example of how the left will play politics with anything. And as we said before, even the the coronavirus. But I saw the story yesterday that that and we'll get to it here in a little bit that Ohio officials say that they believe 100,000 people in the state may have uh, coronavirus. Well, as I told you, if you extrapolate that out by population, that means there's over a million people. If that's correct, mm-hmm. if there's a there's over a million people in the United States that have coronavirus, right? That's right. that yeah. would logically be the the place you would go, mm-hmm. which means the fatality rate is way way below, you know, the three point four percent that we saw the other day, mm-hmm. because what it shows is people might immediately say, "Oh no, it's spreading like crazy." Well, if that is true, it means then we know the people that are dying from it. Mm-hmm. And so from what we know, that's an accurate number. The accurate number we don't have is how many people actually have been infected with the virus. Well, if that's the case, that means way the, the fatality rate is if that's true and you extrapolate that out. And that is, you know, with the population of the United States, it means the fatality rate is way lower and it's a, again, still dangerous and can kill those vulnerable demographics. I'm one of them. So you have to put everything into perspective. And so if you sit there and you and you come out and say, oh, no, 100,000 people have it, this thing spreading. Well, yeah, but it also means that the fatality rate is way lower than expected. Right. Um, assuming that, you know, that it, within that uh, group of people that have it, that uh, you know, we still see, of course, that that same rate, a fatality rate, uh, applying that you're not seeing an increase in deaths, and there's no report that you are. No, there, and that would be my point. Yes, you're not seeing a huge increase, and in the the death, the number of of people that have died of it, we know, we know mm-hmm. what that number is. Right. That that part's figured out. This person's right. out. Okay, we need to make sure, and we need to test them. Right. Exactly. If you want to get in, 866-90-RED-EYE, here is your forecast. We have a very wide area of showers extending from California through the desert southwest into northern Texas, portions of the south, then right on up the Tennessee Valley into the mid-Atlantic and northeast. A good portion of I-10 and I-40 will be affected. We could see some late afternoon thunderstorms develop in and around the central area of Texas into eastern Texas today. Storms in Texas could intensify for tomorrow. Just above all this rain associated with that system in Colorado and Nebraska portions of western Kansas, we are going to see the potential for additional snowfall today with the chance for icing most prominent in northeastern Colorado. We've got a lot of snow headed to the northern tier states with Canada along the Idaho, Montana, and North Dakota border. You can look forward to that beginning later today and into tomorrow. There's a look at your national forecast from Red Eye Radio. I'm meteorologist John Trout.
Bobona Show. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. Coming up on the show, we'll keep you updated on the latest uh, from the coronavirus map out there, the, the yeah. latest stats. Uh, some of the uh, interesting things out there, I was reading a Fox News article about an experimental drug that they've actually tried in a few people that mm. seems to have, um, you know, uh, some some promise. So we'll get to uh, that, closing things down. We'll tell you about the story of Ohio health officials saying 100,000 statewide may have the coronavirus. How they came out with that, I I really would be interested to 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 know. We're talking about 128,000 cases so far confirmed worldwide. They're saying they have 100,000. If they do, and it's that it's been that underestimated, then it shows that the fatality rate is way lower than what they've been saying. So we'll get to that. Uh, Pelosi says the House close to a deal with the White House. On stimulus, the United States launches an airstrike against the Iran-based militia in Iraq. AOC, boy, I had a laugh at this one. AOC blames Bernie's loss in Michigan on rampant voter suppression. But it was Democrats. It was the Democrat primary. But AOC blaming Bernie's loss in Michigan on rampant voter suppression. Mm. Now, she was reminded that with the number of votes that Biden got, that would be impossible to have rapid voter suppression. She didn't have an answer for that. Yeah, okay. The uh, the latest from uh, Wall Street, not a good day, may not be another good day today. What will the bottom be? We'll get to, to uh, by the way, I don't know what the bottom will be, <laughs> uh, but we will get to uh, all of that. The media and coronavirus. Yeah. Now, we had said from the very, very beginning that that the mainstream media, the leftist, the leftist media would would uh, they've got no problem playing politics with uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus. They have no problem with it. We said they don't care about telling the truth in it. They don't care about American lives. No. They don't. No. Now, that is a very, very. If if you just hear that for the first time, if you're listening, you've never listened to the show or, or know who I am, you hear that and you say, that's a completely and totally unfair thing to say, right? Mm-hmm. You're throwing that typical right-wing, over-the-top rhetoric uh, at, you know, uh, you know uh, at, at your audience, and that's just wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's accurate. And as we stated earlier, if you have the Democrat Party and the media promoting the impeachment of a president and overturning a, a legit presidential election based on the fact, wish, wishing to do that and all in agreement to do that, based on the fact that the president said, I wish to go to court. That proves right there that if they will be willing to destroy a presidential election, you think they care about politicizing the coronavirus, mm. here is our evidence of that, our irrefutable evidence of it that no one can argue with. Yeah. Are you ready? All right. And we played, uh, uh, the, you know, uh, uh, Chris Cuomo uh, yesterday. We played that audio cut of uh, uh, him and uh, Jim Acosta. And Acosta going after, you know, the uh, administration and going after the president 
uh, for calling it a foreign virus and calling it, we know the media's pounding uh, the president for, you know, and, and others for calling it the Wuhan virus, the Chinese virus, mm-hmm. because the fact that it's racist. This seems to be the narrative this week, which is really incredible. Right. right? Yeah. Well, we're going to play a cut from Chris Cuomo and then all from CNN and then all of the other cuts that you will hear afterwards in this long montage all come from reporters and anchors from CNN. This is the proof without question that when it comes to this president, they don't care what they play politics with. Here we go. This is all happening at a time that we're starting to see a message shift here because you're starting to hear the Republicans, especially Trump Co., calling it the Wuhan or the Chinese coronavirus. They're looking for someone to blame. Concern is growing this morning over an outbreak of a new SARS-like virus in China. At least six people have died from the Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. The 34-year-old ophthalmologist diagnosed Saturday with the Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan virus. The Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. What more can you tell us about the similarities or differences between SARS and the Wuhan coronavirus? The Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus in China. The Wuhan uh, coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. And the Wuhan uh, coronavirus. Wuhan coronavirus. Fears continue to grow over the outbreak of the Wuhan coronavirus. Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. We have new information about how the Wuhan coronavirus is spread. Tying coronavirus to China and Chinese people isn't just a racist dog whistle. It's a whole racist orchestra. It's a mighty, mighty racist boss tone. I hear Stephen Miller in this foreign virus setting up Travel bans for the outside invasion of the disease? That's not the, the way Chinese it's... coronavirus yeah, that they've th- been that's not The first U.S. case of Chinese coronavirus. The Chinese coronavirus. Uh, this is coming as the Chinese coronavirus. China's coronavirus outbreak. China's coronavirus. Outbreak anxiety. The death toll nearly doubles in China's coronavirus outbreak. China's coronavirus. Just how bad is China's coronavirus crisis? China's coronavirus outbreak. China's coronavirus outbreak. China's coronavirus outbreak. China's coronavirus. China's coronavirus. China's coronavirus. China's coronavirus. Concerns about the China coronavirus. Uh, it's going to come across to a lot of Americans as smacking of a xenophobia. <laughs> Media Research yeah, Center, Media Research Center, putting that all together. And every every one that you heard in there was from CNN. Yeah, and CNN's been pounding the fact that the president is racist for uh, uh, saying it that way, and they've been doing it for a month now. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, it, it is. Look, I I don't. I don't think they listen to themselves. No. And by the way, you're right on this. What? Chris Cuomo, we talk optics a lot. He has to stop looking into the camera. They should never (laughs) let him look directly into the camera. Seriously. He's worse than Biden. No, it's, it's, it's not good. He shouldn't. They should never let him do that. But the thing is, you have a guest on and they do a side by side. And that's all he does. Well, what they have to do is, like, remember remember when they took the Larry, Larry King shots? It was sort of from the side. Right. That's what they need to do with what, Kurt Squall. Well, what they, <laughs> what they should do is, like, yeah, have have a screen behind him, you know, like a, a, a huge monitor, a huge 
uh, TV screen and have him look at that screen, not straight into the camera. Those are horrible optics. He just doesn't, he just looks lost. But he's smart, not like everybody says. <laughs> I'm smart, not like everybody says. But, but it's 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 important that that's put together because it shows you again the fact that, um, you know, when we sometimes, like I said, if you listen the first time, you might think that that's over the top rhetoric coming mm-hmm. from us, and it's not. No, it's based on reality, and I know we know that. You know, look, when we've said stuff about Bernie Sanders. And the whole communism thing, we've had Bernie Sanders people call us and nobody debates us on it. We have great conversations with them and they know that we're not being over the top. They understand that what we are reporting is accurate. And so when we said the media will be willing to play politics because of this president with a pandemic, there's the evidence right there. It's reprehensible and unconscionable that they're doing it, but I'm not angry about it and and i'm not surprised by it we just wish to explain to you and then present the evidence to you that it is happening and it is reality and so when we make a charge that some people might say is a little bit over the top that's why we always want to present the evidence of it yeah right so uh there you go with that if you'd like to get in we would love to hear from you it's the friday show Will be interesting to see uh, what happens. By the way, let's uh, let's stop with the fact that what's America going to do without sports? Uh, we can survive, and we'll survive fine. Yep, we people, sure will. People will find other things to uh, to uh, to do. We had the caller last night. When I thought about it, I started laughing. The social distancing. We can't do that to the American public. But it's like stop it. Yeah. If there was well, ever an people... indication, that call was an indication of how untough a lot of people believe we are as a nation. Right. Oh, no. Yeah. What do we do? Do, I, I was do like you always do, stay at home and stare into your phone. <laughs> well, I was, there's a couple of social media posts, I was, you know, I was exaggerating it, saying everybody's talking about stock market down, and I would put, and no sports. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exclamation marks like yeah. crazy. Yeah. And a couple people, when they don't understand my sarcasm, there's more important things than sports. Yeah, it's sarcasm. Um, it, it it is, you know that that too has an economic impact. But yes, the the thing is, is that once there is a hold on this, um, you will see you will see a a, a pretty healthy turnaround. I suspect that will come before the end of summer. I hope that will come before the end of summer. Um, you look at you know the the again the recession. Um, the recession is is about you know again how people behave, what they're going to stop doing. Um, the NBA game uh, between uh, Oklahoma City and uh, Utah. and Utah the other night, and they made that announcement. You know, and everybody, oh, okay. I was talking to Brian Estridge, who our colleague at WBAP is on the morning show. I fill in for him when he is on the road with the TCU Horn Frogs. They were in Kansas. Uh, on uh, Wednesday night, uh, playing in the Big 12. They didn't win, unfortunately. But when they made the announcement that all of the all of the games were going to be played, the rest of the games would be played with no fans in the stadium, that, that, that was the announcement then. That's changed, but uh, that was the announcement then. He said he's never heard that level of people booing. He said it was incredible. 
it people were mad. They were angry. However, if they had announced, ladies and gentlemen, we know that we have five people here infected with the coronavirus, but we want everybody to please stay in their seats. There would have been a rush for the door. So let's be clear. People act in their own self-interest. They may be overreacting, but you know what? You said it, and it bears repeating here. We get a, a year from now, we look back and go, wow, that was an overreaction. That is better than saying we totally didn't know anything about this virus, and this is horrible. This is this is like, you know, the plague. This is, it, we totally underestimated this, and we shouldn't have been, you know, uh, carrying on the way we were, blah, blah, blah. I'll take I'll take the former rather, rather than the latter. If we look back on this and we're going, shaking our heads at how we overreacted to this, that's a good thing. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. We go to Jeff in Chicago. Jeff, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, guys. Uh, what what uh, I think Eric just said, you know, a year from now we're going to look back and, and see, you know, did we do the right thing or, you know, was it all a bunch of bull and all that kind of stuff. But maybe let's look now into the future. Are we going to have to... Is this the new protocol for next year and the year after and the year after? No, I think it's I mean, it, it is the protocol when you have a virus that the medical community cannot figure out what it might do or where it is. Yeah, you I know mean, it's a, it's maybe, a because re- it's again people are going people are going to make their uh, they're going to sit there and say, "Are we crying wolf?" And part of the problem is. Since we've had a government that has cried wolf for a significant period of time on everything and over-exaggerated everything over the last three years, there is a tendency to doubt anything that comes from their mouth. Mm-hmm. And that's why, yeah, that's, that's, why it was, yeah. that, that's why the advice to the president was, hey, put the medical people out there. Just stick with the medical people. Right. Uh, because right. nobody believes what comes from government uh, anymore. And I'm not putting this on the president because the biggest crying wolf, without question, has come from the Democrats over the last three years. That the world's right. falling, everybody's a, you know, everybody's a Russian spy. We know they exaggerate everything. Yeah. And we know the hypocrisy of the media. So, uh, the, but it gets down to the fact, it's really simple on this one. The medical community doesn't know, and we, you and I, have talked to enough people out there in the yeah. medical community. You yeah. talked to the doctor, uh, Doctor Newman, was it? Uh huh. Benjamin Newman. Ben- yeah. Benjamin Newman, who yeah. actually helped name uh, it the COVID nineteen. Right. And as you know, you said he said, yeah, there's because there's so much unknown. We're scared of this virus. Well, I mean, that's the thing that concerns them is right. that you know what they don't know, and I, you could probably say that about all scientists. This hour's news is brought to you by Travel Centers of America. 
home of World Lens Coffee, the freshest roast on the road. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Pilot Flying J Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across America, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. RedEyeRadioShow.com, where we stream live or get our app and listen at your convenience. I want to play this uh, audio cut from uh, Dr. Anthony uh, Fauci, from the uh, you know who's really leading this whole thing here for the uh, uh, ad- administration, head of infectious diseases. Uh, but uh, here is uh, him talking about vaccine testing. And I would hope within a, you know, a few weeks we may be able to make an announcement to you all that we've given the first shot to the first person. Having said wow. that, I want to make sure people understand, and I say that over and over and over again, that doesn't mean we have a vaccine that we could use. Right. We mean it's record time to get it tested. It's going to take a year to a year and a half to really know if it works. The discussion was, why don't we just start off and say, banned from Italy? We were told by the State Department and others that, in fact, you really can't do that because it's sort of like one country, the whole European thing. And the reason I believe that, that the U.K. was left out was because there is a difference between right. the ease of, transla- of, of transportation between the European countries and well, the U.K. Their problem now may be our problem tomorrow. So we've got to act like there's going to be a problem. And that means doing everything you possibly can to do the guidelines that the CDC puts up, which sound very simplistic, but they're really important. By the way, Fauci also said absolutely uh, that uh, banning the travel from Europe, he believes, will help. He goes, that's where the biggest outbreaks uh, uh, are, and that it's a medical decision. A lot of the political pundits in the the, the the media have been saying, well, this, this, this whole thing from uh, Europe is meaningless. That's not what the medical people are saying. By the, the people- way, yeah, right. Uh, uh, by the way, pro-Brexit wins here because the, the idea of excluding Britain from that ban is, again, as he just mentioned, the ease of travel in the EU nations, between the EU nations. Well, that's also because of, a bo- it's because of a bo- big body of water, too. Sure. and But the, the whole idea is, is that for, for Britain, they've got, they've got border control now. They've got a different type of border right, control. Right, and right. that's what he was talking about, the ease of, tra- of, of, of travel between the other nations. That's why Britain was excluded from the ban. <laughs> if, if you're pro-Brexit, you've got to be... You've got to right now be feeling pretty good about that decision. Um, you know, I know it didn't really resonate as much. It was news here in the States. But the point is, is that border control for any nation is important. Mm-hmm. And and we talk about it here. But CNN, or at least a, a couple of people at CNN, still want you to believe you're a racist if you want to control borders. 
you can't even say a foreign virus. Well, the and I when you had Chris Cuomo and Jim Acosta going yeah. after it uh, last night about uh, you know the president you know being uh, uh, viral viral xenophobia is what we're calling it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and someone said, yeah, but the travel bans on white countries. Yeah. <laughs> right. First, I'll laugh when I saw that on social media yesterday. I'm like, all right. The, I mean, they're all over the place. It, it really, uh, again, understand that they don't care about you. Understand that they're not journalists. Understand that they are one thing and one thing only, and that is political activists. You know, you and I, during the Obama administration, we were there with the swine flu. I don't ever remember blaming Obama. Hmm. Do you? Nope. No, I wouldn't have done that. No. Look, you know, when you're at the top, you're going to get the blame for anything and everything. I mean, uh, Bush got the blame for Katrina, you know, um, when that was not a Bush problem. If, If you're a Republican, let me say this, if you're a Republican president you're going to get the blame yeah um if you're a democrat if you're obama you're going to get praise and everyone's going to ask you know how are you doing through in, in this crisis how are you feeling mr president yeah, what's the pressure and what's yeah and you seem what's to be handling like? you seem to be handling it so yeah, you, well you're handling it so well <laughs> and the first lady is handling it so well how do you deal with all this yeah. praise that we're I, giving you i think it's i, I think it's uh, i think it's pretty obvious uh to the american people and and that's why i think it's so important and we'll play that audio again coming up here in a little bit showing the hypocrisy of cnn and and making our point with irrefutable evidence that the hypocrites that they are and the political activists, not journalists, that they are when uh, they criticize the the, uh, the the president for talking about the Wuhan virus or the, the Chinese virus or the foreign virus, whatever, and then going through the past month on CNN, how so many times that's exactly what their anchors and their reporters were saying. And so it's just, it uh, it is amazing. But understand, and that's why we said this in the very, very beginning, to no debate, because you can't. Right, right. If, yeah. you have a, if you have a media and you have a Democrat party that was willing to overturn a presidential election based on the fact that the president wished to protect his constitutional rights and go to court, like every other administration has done in the past, and they believe that this president should be removed from office and they should overturn a presidential election, then they don't care about you. They don't care about the Constitution. They don't care about America. And I know that is a very tough thing to say, but you tell me any different. Tell me where my logic is flawed in any way. When you hear the media pounding the president on Wuhan virus or the Chinese virus, and then you hear over the past month, they have been using the exact same term over and over and over and over again. You tell me where we are wrong then in our analysis that they don't care about anything except being political activists in an attempt to destroy the president. Right. Look, the president, we criticize the president, but people know it's not personal. It's not personal. It's not done because of political activism. If we disagree with the president, it means because we legitimately disagree with the president. If we accuse the president of something, 
and we say it's wrong and we're doing the same thing, we would understand and we would have the self-awareness to know that there is a huge amount of hypocrisy and therefore the substance of our argument sucks. <laughs> Correct? Yep. I mean, come on. Yeah, uh, it, it's, but, it, you know, it is, here's the great thing about social media. Well, one of the good things about social media, I should say, is that um, you put you put together the, you know, exactly what they're saying and put it out there. And, and the American people, the, the saturation of that, nobody's watching CNN, let's face it. Their audience is very small. The overwhelming majority of people don't tune into CNN. I can't remember the last time I turned it on. And it, because I can't trust anything anymore. If I don't trust you as a news source, you know, I mean, you you look at it. I've got you and I go to CNN.com. We'll go to different, you know, because it's part of what we do. But in terms of me as an individual looking for news, I can't imagine turning it on because I can't trust anything they're reporting. I can't trust anything that they're writing on online. But the saturation comes from social media over and over again. The stupid things they say. And again, it makes you wonder, are they even listening to themselves? Are they really that stupid? You have to be. You have to be. There's no, there, there's no other excuse. If you're saying something. If you're saying something that stupid, that mindless and thoughtless, you're an idiot. You're just a complete mm. moron. Here's the full exchange from Kyle uh, Cheney of Politico with Dr. Fauci yesterday. Mm. Does banning travel from Europe help? Here's the question. These are quotes here. Mm. Does banning travel from Europe help stop the spread of this illness? Fauci, most of the new infections that we're getting right now, the majority of them are coming from Europe. So you think that will make a difference? Fauci, I really do. I really do. End of quote. Mm. So when you have a number of the media pundits, as you saw yesterday, oh, this whole thing with Europe is uh, that this isn't going to stop it. Nobody's talking about stopping it. Right. You're talking about reducing the chances of spreading it. Yeah. And it's coming from the medical people. Look, I, sorry, but in my life, I pay attention to the medical people when it comes to my own life. Mm -hmm. I may get a second opinion, but I look for the science and I look for the medical people that are giving me the science. And that's where we go with right now. And you and I have stated this. If anybody's listened to the show from the very beginning, we didn't jump on anything. We have, look, on, I know we're opinionated. We have no problem saying, I don't know. If right, I don't right. know, I don't know. Right. And if I listen to the doctors and the doctors say, we think, but we're not sure, that's how we report it. Everybody else can play into whatever conspiracy theory they want. Everybody can make in the media can make whatever prediction or prognostication that they 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 want and every conspiracy theory that they want. Because hopefully if there's a 
10% chance that they're right. Down the line, they can say, see, I was right. I'm wrong 90% of the other time, but I was right here. We don't care about that. Right. We could care less about being first. We have never cared about being first. We care about being accurate. And sometimes being accurate is saying, I don't know. And sometimes being accurate is saying, yeah, everything that you're seeing right now. <laughs> Somebody wrote the other day, this is the real cancel culture <laughs> right. that we're seeing. But everything happening right now is based on the fact that they're not sure. That's why it's all going on. If it was, if they were sure, either way, if they were sure, nah, this isn't a big deal whatsoever, things wouldn't be closing down. We wouldn't have what we're having. If they said, wow, this thing is really infectious and 50% of people would die, uh, would die, there'd be a ton more panic than there is right now. Not that there's panic, there's people acting, uh, <laughs> maybe sometimes in a minority way, uh, in a little bit of an aggressive way, but they're looking after their best self-interest. That's what's going on. Right. But the majority of people know and are concerned with not dying because of this, but being extremely inconvenienced and are preparing for it. Right. And yep. the, the inconvenience is what? Being self-quarantined. Mm -hmm. Yep. But the fact is, that's the problem, is that we don't know how, we don't know how, they still don't know how contagious it is. Go to the CDC website. They'll let you know that. Yeah, right. And we still don't know because of testing, and this is a new virus, we still aren't sure what the fatality rate is. They believe it's more. How much more? Who knows? Mm -hmm. And that's why we brought to your attention earlier that if the governor of and the governor and the health of uh, Experts in Ohio are saying 100,000 people have it there. Mm -hmm. Well, that means then if you extrapolate that out, over a million people have the coronavirus in the United States. If that's accurate, mm -hmm. we're reporting 1,400 with the deaths. That's how they're coming up with the fatality rate. Well, if, if that would be true and you can legitimately, again, move that out to all the states and say, well, that would be over a million, that means the death rate is a lot lower. Right. But again, they're speculating. They don't have the evidence well, of no, that. No, they're doing the the Ohio governor and those officials are doing this math based on, you know, again, um, um, the history. The hist right. And, okay. and so 1% of the population in that state would be, uh, you know, uh, 100,000 people. Well, I mean, globally, we just went over 100,000 in terms of what we know. Right. Confirmed cases. Um, and so if you do 1%... Of the U.S., you know, you would look at what, uh, 3.2 million, maybe? 3.2 million, right. You know, and... Which means the death rate is extremely... Extremely low. The fatality rate if is we're extremely at, low. Right, right now, it's uh, at, at 40 or 41, right. according right. to the latest reports. But, but those are just projections. Again, that's... that's it, it. It's based... Well, it's flawed because it's based on uh, past viruses. Right. And so... Right. If they don't know how the virus spreads or how it will behave in warmer weather, then it is right now, again, that, that math cannot apply. Yeah, I, by the way, I was not saying it was an unjustified guess. Right. I want to right, make right, that right, clear. Right, I, right, I, I, right. Yeah. right. Uh, but, but it is based on, you know, history and other viruses right. and, and how they spread. 
866-90-RED-EYE. Tips from J.J. Keller and Associates Incorporated on Road Check 2020. Driver Requirements. Every year, the International Road Check event focuses on a specific category of violations. This year's emphasis will be on the driver requirements that are part of the typical roadside inspection. Driver requirements account for a significant number of violations, according to the FMCSA. Almost 950,000 driver violations were flagged during the almost 3.4 million inspections in 2019. Of those 950,000, about 195,000 resulted in the driver being placed out of service. What will inspectors look for? They'll verify documents like your CDL, your record of duty status, and your inspection reports. They'll also check for necessary medical documents as well as your DVIR. They'll also check for signs of seatbelt violations, sickness or fatigue, and alcohol or drug impairment or possession. Keep these priorities top of mind and you should be in good shape. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller and Associates Incorporated. Visit us at jjkeller.com. This has been the Meritor Driver Report, brought to you by Pilot Flying J, Shell Rotella, and Meritor Aftermarket. Run with the bull. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio, and he is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. If you want to get in, it's the Friday show. A lot of people got a lot of things to say about what a week it's it's been. 866-90-RED-EYE if you want to get in, and we'll get your calls following the bottom of the hour. Uh, the uh, the other thing we'll bring up uh, is uh, <laughs> there is there is a primary going on. Some of the newest polls just in, the Friday polls. Right. Wow. I mean, Florida, Illinois, Ohio, Sanders is getting killed. I mean, just killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it. I don't know the play. Look, here's here's the only thing I can figure. Somebody told him, you know, try and get Joe on the ropes on Sunday night, you know, in the debate, and and really make him angry. You know, go after mm-hmm. him and try and rib him uh, to the point that he just comes undone and just just loses it right there on stage because there won't be any people in the audience. That's there's there's give and take there, but it, there's not going to because they get energy and they get soundbite moments from people applauding or from people going ooh. Remember the the mm-hmm. the whole um, commie commie thing uh, from Bloomberg. Um, who? Yeah, who? What, Did he run what's for his, president? What's his name? Oh, oh yeah, first yeah. name uh, Mark Mark Bloomberg. Uh, anyways, he spent like a hundred thousand dollars. Did you hear that? Like a <laughs> hundred grand on that. Uh, By the way, somebody had the other day on social media, and he spent five hundred billion. Yeah, 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 no, it was million, no, not no, billion. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, calm down. Um, but it, it's, I think that's the only play to try and make Joe come undone on that stage. It's the only thing I can figure. You know, Bernie's been preaching communism for a long time. He doesn't need one more debate, right? But it's the only, it's the first one-on-one debate. And we'll see if that's the play, if he's trying to get Joe to go, well, crazy. 
866-90-RED-EYE. We're taking your calls on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, and I did read that the XFL is going to uh, end the season tomorrow. I don't think they officially announced it yet. Hmm. But there were reports out there that that the XFL have told the players you can you can go play in the you can go be, you can go get signed your your contract will void your contract you can go and sign with the NFL right NCAA you, canceling all tournaments now so yeah no no well we had said of that you know how could you and, and I forgot what game because I caught it right at the end mm. they canceled I think it was in the Big East was it Creighton they canceled the game at halftime right. Because yeah. they made the decision, the uh, the biggies made the decision. Oh no, it's it's done. We, we well can't. because it, it it doesn't make sense to continue the game if no. they've canceled the entire tournament. It, uh, it doesn't. It, you, you, there's no point in continuing the game. And so that was interesting yesterday. Just going through the sports channels, as every all the major divisions, yeah, started saying our tournaments are all canceled, right? And they all had games coming up. Yeah, so they had announcers oh, yeah. at the arena already, right, right? And that was just that was just weird. And you and I said, "How can you really go and do that? How can you do that game after game after game without any fans?" It's just we always thought it probably wasn't going to happen. Well, it happened that way. And if you're yeah. going to do it because of the fans, and you're still going to have the players out there in these traveling. arenas, traveling, hotels, everything else, yep. we just said we can't. We can't see it going that way now. The PGA now. I did watch the when the PGA yesterday mm-hmm. at uh, at Sawgrass, the Players Championship, which they consider the fifth major. It's always called the fifth major. Right. Beautiful golf course, very uh, type of like stadium like scening. I mean, it's mm. really a, a a great golf course to uh, to watch on 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 television. And so uh, I heard there was going to be an announcement. I saw that on Twitter, and so I turned it on, and they had the announcement from. Uh, uh, Commissioner Monahan there, uh, who said, we have decided that even though the, the tournament was going on the first round and they had fans out there, mm-hmm. uh, they said no fans tomorrow, no fans the rest of the week, no fans all the way through to the Masters. Now, they don't make the call on the Masters. That's the Augusta Country Club. Augusta has right. not yet made the call for the, uh, the, the, the Masters. So, uh, it will be interesting to see what happens when we get uh, uh, to that point. But they they said no fans, mm-hmm. and then I, when everybody, when Major League Baseball said, when Major League Baseball came out and said we're stopping the outdoor stuff, yeah, we're stopping spring training. The spring training games are done, and I guess the first two weeks of the season, right? And I at that point, I at that point, I said, there's no way the PGA, there's no way. When I, cause I was getting ready to go to sleep, I go, there's no way when I wake up. And when I woke up, the PGA had, uh, at that point, you know, canceled it all the way up to the Masters. Right. So when you're talking about outdoor events going on, then, and I also read that the XFL hadn't done it yet, but they, the, the, on Twitter was, uh, they might have put it on an me yet, but I didn't see it when I woke up, hmm. uh, that the XFL was the last one that seemed to be hanging on. And uh, then, you know, they're done. One of the problems with golf is they were like the European players. Right. Yeah. They're like, how do, you know, what do we do? You know, apparently they can go back, but then they can't come back again for 30 days. Yeah. Now they can. 
now that everything's been canceled because that was one of the concerns you know we want to be over here but once they canceled all the tournaments the european players can go back because it's a 30-day ban right yeah and i'm guessing because the pga uh, uh canceled uh i guess everything in golf has been canceled now you know the women's tour since they were on on the asian run they canceled they had canceled everything uh, what two weeks ago so uh was it uh, was it Disneyland or Disney World that said that uh they're they're closing on Saturday? Um I did not see that. Yeah, but was... well, I mean you can imagine that I mean any place again where there's gonna have they're gonna have large congregations of, of people. Uh Walt Disney World closed to coronavirus concerns. So that's that's massive. uh Disneyland California and Disney World now. That came out just in the last two hours to close over coronavirus. Mm. So they're closed. Yeah. That's pretty massive. Look, I, the, the next thing is, uh, will movie theaters start closing? Uh, there, In fact, there was a call for it yesterday. Uh, uh, Wednesday, actually. There was a call for it. They said, you know, there, there has to be consideration for any anything where there's large congregations of people where they're going to, uh, you, uh, you are there for no necessary reason. I was telling you that I've got, and I'm, you do too, I've got uh, friends, a lot of friends that are musicians. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, either their part-time job or their full-time job is, you know, playing uh, acoustic gigs at bars. And they do it three or four times a week. Mm-hmm. And especially last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them from all, all across the country said nobody was there. Right. They're talking about people that were there in the bars. And the, some of the figures was like, Three, nine, mm-hmm. seven. Mm-hmm. So I said, nobody's going out. Right. And I expect that for the next couple of weeks that people are basically going to say, okay, I'm going to stay at going to stay at home. Right. I think restaurants are going to get hit. So uh, they're already yep. getting hit in some areas. Uh, but I think it's going to be even worse. I mean, this weekend will probably be the tell on that. Let us go to James in Santa Fe. James, welcome. Uh, New Mexico, that is. James, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Um, if it, I think if this wasn't a conspiracy theory from the beginning, if the, the, the virus wasn't intentionally released or whatever, I've heard all those, those stories. It's, an, it's a conspiracy now because it seems like the media is whipping this into such a froth and it all seems to be aimed at trashing Trump. It's like, let's shut down all sports, all travel. In their world, it seems like they're willing to like trash the world economy, tank the stock market, and blame it no. on Trump. You well, no, 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 because the president is behind all of this. The president is, yeah, in, a, the like, president is in agreement with, with all of this. No, it's not a conspiracy theory. That's based on the unknown. They don't know, they don't know how contagious it is. Right, yeah. Um, it's... it's uh, this is the problem with the unknown. You know, there are a lot of uh, questions after 9-11. And when there's uncertainty and and uh, little information, that's the breeding grounds for conspiracy theories. That's how that happens. And that's what we're seeing with, with this, with coronavirus. Right. Look, it's, it's, the, it's the administration because of the advice they got from the medical community. Right. Their medical advisors. That's why... That that's why the the uh, um, there's a travel ban right now mm. between us and Europe. That's why. I mean, they're the ones that did that. Right. The media didn't do that. Now the media wishes to impeach Trump over the coronavirus, 
we well, understand that. Yeah. Well, the the whole idea again is um, you know blame Trump for anything and everything, but right. that's a given, and the American people see it for what it is. And if you talk to every single league, they closed as they all said, whether the PGA yesterday, the NCAA, all of them in communication with the White House and the medical community as to what to do. Right. So look, you can look at the media as we have said and and say, yeah, absolutely, they're playing politics with this. But you know that they believe they have a weak case if they're using the fact that the president has said the China virus or the foreign virus that he is xenophobic. You know they're running out of things to use against him. Right. Yep. So, yeah. Do they wish to do they hope that this hurts him? Yes. Do I believe that the media will go overboard in order to incite this president into a rage that they're hoping to do that? And hoping him to act non-presidential, yes, they're trying to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. But is the media responsible for the closing down of all the sporting events? No. No. Nope. 866-90-RED-EYE, if you would like to get in. All right, we've got to delve into, uh, just because we do have a presidential primary going on. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, and we, we <laughs> <laughs> okay. technically, yes. All right, technically we do. <laughs> technically, and some of the latest polls are uh, are in. Talk a little bit about the debate coming up uh, here on uh, Sunday, and more of the Corona uh, 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 virus talk because a ton of different things also going on. Uh, Pelosi claiming that uh, she and uh, the Trump administration are close on a coronavirus stimulus rescue package. And, uh, uh, again, we'll see what possibly is in there. There's, you know, we speculated a little bit yesterday, but, again, we don't know because uh, it would have to, that would be one thing and the Senate would have to come up with another, and, and we'll see whether the Senate would agree with whatever deal the White House has come up with the House. That's still not known at this uh, this point. Will there be money wasted? Oh, you can almost guarantee it. Oh, yeah. No you, can, you can almost guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, but your calls and comments coming up, too, here on this Friday on this extremely busy news week. So if you want to get aboard, we'd love to talk to you. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RUD-EYE. So I had that moment during the break there. Okay. I realized that we just got busy the first couple of hours of the show, and I, I never looked at the Dow futures. And I went, and I wasn't going to, and then I realized, oh, I'm on the radio. <laughs> it's like, I'm supposed to report these things. It's like, but I don't want to. All right, let me look, let me look. Uh, Dow Jones futures up 300 right now all right and i actually went Whew. here's the thing when you look at the average investor out there there is no the the president was right yesterday when he said there is nothing financially structurally wrong right now that's causing this 
it is a financial hardship, and absolutely there are financial repercussions. We know that. Mm-hmm. We saw the biggest drop yesterday since 87. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're almost in what? What are we, 25% now? Yeah, right. From, you know, down from, from the peak. Uh, and so, of course, there's concern. There's concern. Now, the prediction is, I saw it yesterday, uh, a basically a recession. We are in a recession, and we will be for the first quarter, some of the predictions, 2% and uh, down 2% in the first quarter. 3% in the second quarter mm. is what is predicted. Uh, if this thing is is done by, uh, let's say, June. Right. Okay. Uh, I believe the recovery should be pretty rapid. Number one, inventories have to be replaced big time. Yep. Especially toilet paper. Especially toilet toilet paper itself could boost the economy. Now, the the thing that we're always concerned with is we believe that, especially when it, we, we look at the government, whatever, you and I have talked about this before, and the projections of economic growth are always seem to be, uh, especially those that come out of the White House, and, and I especially look at, for example, remember the Obama White House mm-hmm. when they'd make these unbelievable predictions and right. we went, stop it. Right. It's not going to be 5% growth or 4% growth. And mm-hmm. it never ends up being that. Uh, we've stayed in the basically the, you know, 1.5 to 2.9% growth over the last, you know, five years, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it's basically been. Uh, and so, but they always over predict. I hope they're not undershooting. <laughs> The, well, the, right. the the possible loss. Right. I don't think they are. Well, it's um, I, I don't. It's it's, it's again uh, this um, overabundance of optimism when they put these forecasts casts right. out. And so, if you apply that here, then yeah, they could be undershooting it. I I don't, but it's I, I think it's hard to measure right now because so many things are happening every day. Yeah. I mean, you look at the economic impact of just the NCAA and the NBA combined. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, just, that's just sports. Then you talk about, I mean, I just went on to Amazon looking, looking for toilet paper. You can't find it out of stock. That's a big deal. That's a massive deal. Walmart and, and Amazon being the, you know, the two biggest retailers, really, essentially. And. You can't get it. We're putting it's not our, there. We're putting our money not into gold, but into toilet paper, water, and food. The the <laughs> dollar should not be based on gold. Gold. It should be based on toilet paper. Toilet paper, right? <laughs> because you and I years ago, when we get the um, you know the the people who said no, we need to go back to the gold standard because you know if if everything you know if we have the zombie apocalypse, then you know at least we'll have something tangible. I said no, yeah. you can't eat gold. Right. Gold would be no. worthless in no, the apocalypse. Need gold, water, is and food. You know, and, and because we watched uh, what is it? Uh, what's the one with uh, what's his name? In the end of the the end of the world, remember he's got the oh Bible. Denzel Washington, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Book of Eli, yeah, the Book of Eli, right? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the Bible's so worth the, a lot. The, so <laughs> base it on the Bible and and, and rechargeable batteries, rechargeable batteries, <laughs> water, yeah. food, yes. food, not yes. gold. You can't do not anything gold. with gold. Nobody gold. cares about jewelry when it's zombie apocalypse. Gold's That's not worth going to be nothing. In the zombie apocalypse, exactly.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Pilot Flying J Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. Thank you so much for uh, being here. Uh, I just was reading a headline. It's one of the satire sites. Unaware of coronavirus, Nickelback continues tour of plane to empty stadiums. <laughs> yeah, it's got an email from a gentleman who's stating that you know they're they we overblown everything is overblown everything is overblown that uh, you know we're we're talking about something that ninety percent of the people can just overcome by being at home. Yeah, but it's the other ten percent that is a significant amount. One of the things that's brought up is the fact that if it is this bad, that if it is bad. You know, if the if the fatality rate is between you know two and three percent, right? Let's say that that is ends up being accurate, mm-hmm. that that will overwhelm hospitals, right? Yeah, and and so uh, again, I understand that people are going to look. I, I understand every single viewpoint that has been expressed. Mm-hmm. Most of the most of the over the top ones uh, from emails that that we have received, everything from you know that it's. Uh, this is biological warfare and everything else. Yeah, right. Right. There is no evidence of that. No, no, no. Um, and, and 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 we understand that everybody is trying to play medical doctor, right. Who is not medical doctor? Look, there will be a solution eventually. There will be a solution to this. Um, you know, again, the question is, how soon? You know, what's the, promising? That's you know, in terms of because you look at the especially. Uh, above 60 is, is that high risk group, but above 80, it becomes much greater in terms of the, the chance of mortality, you know, and that is a, you know, those are things that where, you know, you saw the one, one nursing home basically is half of the death count right now. Yeah. Yeah. The one in Washington state. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so if, and, and a friend of mine actually was calling to, to go see his mother. Uh, and he happened to be on speakerphone when he was doing it um, yesterday at work. And he asked, you know, what's your policy? Uh, and they said, no, we're we're not accepting any visitors right now. And we don't know how long that will last. Um, again, I mean, you're talking about something like that is not is not overblown. Because in that situation, you have a very high risk group of people mm-hmm. under one roof, right? And they all they all live in that that home. And we know, I I think one of it is that the the again, it's I even I even hesitate, but it's you know been put out by the you know the CDC and others that the highest is over eighty percent, and I know some of the early studies have shown. The death rate can be fifteen percent of those over the age of eighty years of age. Do you know? Did you see? Read that though. That the that oh, that the elderly. And by the way, did you see that saying the elderly is politically incorrect too? Because if you say the elderly, it means you're not seeing your parents, and therefore you don't care about them. And mm-hmm. heard about 
and that this is the whole thing with now the when the left is concerned about that then if if those are the things that they're concerned with then they don't think this thing is that serious <laughs> well it's identity it's a, virus it's the identity and the identity virus you know you, you're <laughs> and they're just being stupid i mean this is this is really their uh, if you think about it you think about the fall of of bernie sanders which was on him um but also the fall of the left what has happened it's this kind of behavior that leads to it and you just wonder you think i'm are they really that stupid are they really that stupid to be saying the things they're saying having the discussions they're having I, and, and frankly, the only answer I can come up with is yes. I go back to Bernard Goldberg's book, Bias, from, what, twenty almost 20 years ago? Yeah. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. When he said the problem is they only hang around their own. Yep. Right. And when they only hang around their own, the narrative they speak every day that you see on the air is what they're all talking about with their own small group of elitist people. Right. Think about this. You know, we we know that, look, the Spanish flu, uh, how many different flus are identified by the geographical area of where they came from? Right. We know this, right? Right. Been done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump says it, it becomes racist. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it's a joke, and that's, in fact, I'm going to play, let's play the audio again, the audio that was put together by okay. the Media Research Center. Mm-hmm. And we brought it up last night, Jim Acosta talking about the fact that the president you know, uh, people will be concerned about xenophobia. No, they're not. They're concerned. Well, they're not concerned, but they just, they're not concerned, but they just recognize you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Why? Because your own network has been stating it for the longest time. The same thing that you're accusing the president of being a xenophobe of, mm-hmm. your own network has repeatedly said over and over and over and over again. So we're going to play this little video which is an audio for you because this is radio. <laughs> what? And and we can, we're going to, did you see that the, uh, like all the evening shows that have mm-hmm. audiences? Yeah. The uh, late, they, late night. Yeah, shows, late night. They, you know, yeah. they first were thinking about not doing it with an audience. They said, we can't. So they're, can't, they're, they're suspending as of, I guess, most of them as of Monday. Right. So Colbert and everybody else, they're not, they can't do their shows because of an audience. See the beauty of radio. Hmm. We don't right. have a, our audience is all listening, <laughs> right? But through the magic of radio waves and electronics, nobody has is to it be magic here. or science. Okay, it's science. Okay, but I liked I like that. There's, we I'm, can I, do some magic. If I'm you want romanticizing to, but, the the but, whole thing about radio, but the, magic, magic, the magic magic is is horrible on the radio. Magic of radio. No, because I had David Copperfield on my radio show one time. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> People always say the magic of radio, the theater of the mind. Is it really a theater of the mind? No, it isn't. Is there really a theater there, Eric? No. Are we going to get into this? Yes, we are. Okay. It's, not a the- <laughs> it's not a theater at, at all. There's no theater in my mind. I'm not painting a picture. <laughs> so I'm talking. So Clint Holmes was wrong. Boy, this is a bad reference. Playground in my mind. Remember that song? Mm, yeah. My name is Michael. Mm-hmm. I got a nickel. Yeah. And then did his sons then become the, the, the guys that created Nickelback? Maybe. Okay. Clint Holmes went on to have a huge Vegas career. Clint Holmes from Western New York. 
from the yeah. Buffalo area. Really? Yes. Wow, there's yeah. something to brag about. Why do you think I know of them? You think I actually, with my wide interest in good music, would be focusing in on and know Clint Holmes as well? No. If he, there wasn't a local reference? I guess no. He, That's he, a nice Nickelback T-shirt, though. That you're, you're wearing. <laughs> All right, back to where we were. The audio here from before we got sidetracked <laughs> by Clint Holmes. Like somehow, <laughs> what the hell? My name is Michael. I got a nickel. <laughs> Actually, I would know of him because that song was so irritating that it and it never. I don't think anybody. Anybody who was alive during that time and heard that song just went, I got to get that out of my mind. It won't leave. All right, but here we are, CNN. All right. And and let's hear, we start out with, uh, we mentioned it last night, Jim Acosta talked, you know, saying the concerns about the president being a xenophobe by saying Chinese virus, Wuhan virus, uh, what's the other one? Foreign virus, whatever. Right. Well, let's go to CNN. And then every, after you hear Chris Cuomo talking about it, and the concern, then everything that you hear of the mention of the Wuhan virus, Chinese virus, whatever, everyone comes from either an anchor, a reporter, or a guest on CNN. Here we go. All right. All right. This is all happening in a time that we're starting to see a message shift here because you're starting to hear the Republicans, especially Trump Co., calling it the Wuhan or the Chinese coronavirus. They're looking for someone to blame. Concern is growing this morning over an outbreak of a new SARS-like virus in China. At least six people have died from the Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. The 34-year-old ophthalmologist diagnosed Saturday with the Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan virus. The Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. What more can you tell us about the similarities or differences between SARS and the Wuhan coronavirus? The Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus in China. The Wuhan uh, coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. And the Wuhan uh, coronavirus. Wuhan coronavirus. Fears continue to grow over the outbreak of the Wuhan coronavirus. Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. The Wuhan coronavirus. We have new information about how the Wuhan coronavirus is spread. Tying coronavirus to China and Chinese people isn't just a racist dog whistle. It's a whole racist orchestra. It's a mighty, mighty racist bass tone. I hear Stephen Miller in this foreign virus setting up Travel bans for the outside invasion of the disease? That's not the The Chinese coronavirus that they've been calling. The first U.S. case of Chinese coronavirus. The Chinese coronavirus. Uh, This is coming as the Chinese coronavirus. China's coronavirus outbreak. China's coronavirus. Outbreak anxiety. The death toll nearly doubles in China's coronavirus outbreak. China's coronavirus. Just how bad is China's coronavirus crisis? China's coronavirus outbreak. China's coronavirus outbreak. China's coronavirus outbreak. China's coronavirus. China's coronavirus. China's coronavirus. China's coronavirus. Concerns about the China coronavirus. Uh, it's going to come across to a lot of Americans as smacking of a xenophobia. <laughs> Only when the president says it, though. Right. Not when CNN has been saying it for weeks. Right. And the major criticism coming from CNN. Yeah. They're smart, not like everybody says. <laughs> I just... 
This is where you just have to laugh, and you and and this is where it gets back to: Are they really this stupid? Do, do they not? Do they not have any type of self awareness? And again, I go back to as I've said earlier, Bernard Goldberg's book Bias about the bias of the media, where they don't view that they're biased. It's just they sit in their own little bubble. Oh yeah, and they yeah. just believe that they know. Look, we're not left. We're not right. We just we're not left. We're not on the far left. We're not on the far right. We we just know how things are supposed to run. Yeah. We just have right. the right way. Right. Right. Is what they think. And so they sit in their own little bubble not and have no type of self-awareness at all about the hypocrisy that they promote each and every day. Yeah. So, uh, But there you go. As we had said when this whole thing started and we really got into the discussion a couple of, you know, really maybe three, four weeks ago on it, we said, no, the, the, uh, the media, the Democrats, they will play politics with this. They don't care about the coronavirus harming Americans. They're looking at this as another avenue to just criticize the president. Right. And we said, uh, and, and we know this. Why? We know they don't really care about it, and they don't care about you, because they were willing to overturn a presidential election. Every single Democrat senator, everyone in the mainstream media, willing and supporting removing a president from office, canceling, in essence, a legit presidential election overturning the results uh, in a democratic republic of a legit presidential election based on the fact that the president wished to uh, have the courts mediate a dispute between the legislative branch and his office Mm -hmm. if they're willing to do that they don't care about the constitution they don't care about you they don't care about the United States. They only care about moving forward their political narrative. They're not journalists. They're political activists. Yep. It's their hatred that drives them all day, every day to go at Trump. Every single thing they do is about one person. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine Imagine having a company, a media company, and essentially everybody that's on the air for you is going after one person. Everything they do is about one person. Mm-hmm. Wow. You need to get out more. And there's no self-awareness that they're doing it every single day. No. No. And how it comes across to the audience. How it comes across to people that every day... They're actually losing credibility. Oh, yeah. They're not gaining it. Right. And it's so obvious. <laughs> the hypocrisy is so obvious. Seriously, they do things that if you or I did this in our talk radio career, we would have been fired. Management would have said, you can't go on the air and do that. Right. Oh, yeah. I would have an expectation that if I did what they did, my career would have been less than a year. Are you kidding me? The and- executives would be... They would call us in right away and say, hey, what are you doing here? And we admit we're biased. Mm -hmm. We're biased. We're opinion makers. But we still couldn't get away with what they get away with, and they try to call themselves journalists. We know they're not. They're political activists. Right. All right. Your calls and comments coming up. Uh, Look at the futures. Uh, I did see it was up over 400. So it does seem to... I, I, uh, we'll we'll take, take a look at that. And the polls coming up, uh, Bernie and uh, what's his name? 
It's supposed to be him that forgets Bernie, his name. Bernie and Biden. Oh, Biden. Oh, Biden Obama. <laughs> I realized when I forgot his name how funny that was going to be. As I was saying it, just so you know. Yeah. Uh, so I did recognize that. Uh, but the uh, the debate, the discussion, whatever you want to call it, I don't know what it's going to end up being uh, coming up on Sunday night. They moved it from Arizona to Washington, by the way. Mm. Heard about that. They moved mm-hmm. it. Yeah, they, yeah didn't, right. they didn't want to do the travel. They don't so. want to travel, right? So uh, that's that, a good idea. By the way, both of those guys are in in high risk groups, mm-hmm. uh, in the mm-hmm. highest risk group. Uh, so your calls and comments and polling and all that on the way eight six six ninety Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. Red Eye Radio, he is Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. We go to Bill in New Mexico. Bill, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, guys. Uh, I'm really confused about something. I, I was having a discussion with someone uh, a few hours ago, and, and it just popped into my head that some of these financial people are going to be looking for a bailout, kind of like what happened in financial meltdown in 2008. Well, just a little while ago, I saw an article in National Review. The the headline is Federal Reserve to inject $1.5 trillion into markets to offset economic impact of coronavirus. Uh, the second paragraph, uh, which a uh, third uh, second paragraph, which is a direct quote from the Federal Reserve, is pretty much just a word salad. There's no, there's no really uh, good explanation as to what they're going to be doing with this money. And to be frank with you, last time we did this in 2008, they went to Congress. I remember they had, they had to go to Congress. George W. Bush on his way out the door went to Congress and got this massive amount of money. And, and they injected it into various things. And now the Federal Reserve is doing this on their own. Well, the Federal Reserve was involved in was in was involved in it without the executive branch approving it. Here's your forecast. We have a very wide area of showers extending from California through the desert southwest into northern Texas, portions of the south, then right on up the Tennessee Valley into the mid-Atlantic and northeast. A good portion of I-10 and I-40 will be affected. We could see some late afternoon thunderstorms develop in and around the central area of Texas into eastern Texas today. Storms in Texas could intensify for tomorrow. Just above all this rain associated with that system in Colorado and Nebraska, portions of western Kansas, we are going to see the potential for additional snowfall today with the chance for icing most prominent in northeastern Colorado. We've got a lot of snow headed to the northern tier states with Canada along the Idaho, Montana, and North Dakota border. You can look forward to that beginning later today and into tomorrow. There's a look at your national forecast from Red Eye Radio. I'm meteorologist John Trout. Your forecast is brought to you by the TruckSmart mobile app from Travel Centers of America. Download TruckSmart today to get what you need when you need it.
The Bonus Show. In Trotter Radio, he is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. Uh, to the last caller, I think you're confused mm. uh, because he was trying to say that he was concerned with the Fed not getting congressional approval, what they were involved in yesterday. And I will admit that whether it's the Wall Street Journal or other financial uh, 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 publications, we're a little bit confused with the, you know, the looks like the entrance back into quantitative easing without calling it quantitative easing right. and wondering why, what's going on, why aren't you being clear as to why what you're doing and asking if there's a, a dispute. Uh, the other thing, and this is what the Fed actually exists for, was the uh, the increase in short-term funding uh, that was done to address problems that they thought were arising in uh, the Treasury market. Mm-hmm. But the Fed, is, as has been pointed out, whether it's Wall Street Journal and others, this is why they exist. TARP is completely different. Mm-hmm. The Fed has the authority to do this, whether you agree with the Fed or not. This is not an argument on the Fed. This is just them acting independently. TARP, if you're referring to TARP or... Uh, which is the only thing you could be referring to uh, was a a bailout of the banks that took taxpayer dollars and put it that that Congress uh, is over and made it bailout money. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between the two. I don't think the last caller understood that. Right. So there you go. Just just wanted to uh, direct that. Uh, direct that. Uh, eight six six ninety uh red eye. If uh, you would like to get in, we would love to hear from you. Uh, by the way, House Democrats and the White House fell short of sealing a deal providing economic help to the victims. It's from the Hill dot com. Uh, victims of the coronavirus. Nancy Pelosi said Thursday night, but an agreement she said is all but assured on Friday. It's fair to say we're close to an agreement subject to the exchange of paper and hope to have an agreement tomorrow, she told reporters. The announcement came after hours of negotiations between Pelosi and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, President Trump's point person on the second round of emergency uh, coronavirus relief. On Thursday, the two spoke at least four times by phone in search of a bipartisan stimulus bill that could pass through both chambers, a matter of increasing urgency, uh, mm, the sides have been at odds over several provisions of the sweeping multi-billion dollar package. I'm reading this from The Hill and trying to edit out what I view as editorial comments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Republicans, for instance, have balked at the Democrats' paid leave proposal, fearing it creates a permanent entitlement benefit in lieu of simply addressing the current coronavirus. Democrats, for their part, have objected to the GOP demands for the legislation, including language explicitly prohibiting the use of federal funds for abortion services. It's unclear which, uh, if any, of the sticking points remain after days of talk. So we don't know what's in the deal as of mm-hmm. yet. Right. So we'll keep you updated on that. As to the Democrat primary that's going on, we have some latest. Oh, yeah. Yes. We have some polls. <laughs> we have some polls that have come in. This just in. <laughs> The latest uh, polls, these are Friday polls, all Emerson polls. Are you ready? Nope. <laughs> uh, no. 
<laughs> all these uh, huge states uh, coming up this Tuesday. All right. All right. The, the three biggies. Florida, Illinois, Ohio. All right. I hate to say this to the Sanders campaign. It's over. Uh, the Emerson poll in Florida. Biden with a 38-point lead in Florida. Biden, 65. Sanders, 27. Illinois. Biden, plus 21. 57 to 36. And in Ohio, Biden up 22, 57 to 35. If you look at other polls out there from Florida, you see the same Pete polls for Florida? Biden, this is a poll from Thursday, Biden up 55. Wow. And the uh, UNF poll, Biden 66 to 22, up 44. So, as we said last week, after uh, Super Tuesday 2.0, we said at that point, it's over. Yeah, I mean, and, you you look at every single forecast, there's no road for Bernie to get that that nomination. Aside from Biden dropping out. And he's not going to. You know, I know he's in some kind of weakened state. He's not as he's not as um, quick as he used to be, Biden. But he's not going anywhere. Well, I, I was watching. Uh, what's maybe it was on Fox. Daniel Henniger from the Wall Street Journal on Fox yesterday, and he was trying to make the point. He says, "Look, I think I know what Biden or what uh, Sanders is trying to do. Mm. He's trying to influence the platform." If he right. can't win, yeah, right. he's trying to influence the platform. Exactly. He's trying to he's trying to say, look, these are the you know I've got the, these number of delegates behind me. These are the people that support me. If you want my endorsement, which will help you win, it, you can't you know that you can't win unless you have my twenty percent supporting you. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, twenty to thirty percent of the of the Democrat vote. You can't win without them. I can give you a glowing endorsement, but here's what here's what must be in the platform. You've got to come out for Medicare for all. You notice the questions that he brought up the other night. Mm-hmm. You've got to come across for the liberal socialist, uh, or at least some of the liberal socialist policies that I am proclaiming. Otherwise, you don't get my vote. It's the only power play he's got left. Well, Biden's already said he's going to veto Medicare for all if it came across his desk, because if he were president... Um, because he said, you know, I'm for the idea, but I'm not for the spending. What? Well, then you're not for the idea. <laughs> you know, he's been saying it in the past, you know, yes, we need to look at that. We need to look. Mm. Well, and he says, you, you can't put a $35 trillion bill on my desk and expect me to sign it. Well, then you're not for the idea. Because the idea is includes the cost of it, Joe. What you're talking about is fantasy, just like it's, well, just like Bernie. It's fantasy. It's not going to happen. Uh, I just, uh, I, I love when liberals say that, though. I just love it. Well, yeah. I'm for the idea, but it, it oh, just Oh, I like the out. idea, and I support everybody well, who likes the you, idea, and I want them to support me, but I'm going to veto the daylights out of it if it co- comes across my desk because it costs too much money. Meanwhile, socialist, uh, Democrat... Representative Alexander Ocasio-Cortez was pressed on why 
Bernie Sanders lost the primary contest in Michigan, and she blamed rampant voter suppression. Oh, really? She was on special report with Brett Baer on Fox when she made the comments. He asked her, quote, how can you say the progressive position is still prevailing nationwide when Joe Biden is winning so much? She said, well, I think one thing that isn't being talked about is the rampant voter suppression in this country. Uh Right there in in Ann Arbor, where we had the rally, those kids were waiting three hours in line to vote in Michigan. And so when we talk about who's turning out and who's not turning out, we absolutely need to be clear. You're saying, Bear replied, that you think voters didn't get to vote and wanted to vote in Michigan? Absolutely, she answered. You know, obviously, there's also more that we need to do in terms of turning out youth voters, she said. We need to make sure that we're inspiring young people to turn out. But when you do turn out, you should not be waiting three, four, seven hours in order to vote. Critics of AOC noted on social media that Joe Biden won the primary by more than 260,000 votes, which would be nearly impossible to reach by voter suppression. (laughs) So there you go. Yeah. Voters, those Democrats and voter suppression, I tell you. You know, they've got so many problems. Well, they're bigots. They're um, they're bigots, yes. You know, they're misogynists. They're They're xenophobes. They're xenophobes. Because CNN used the xenophobe term and then accused the president of using the term that they'd been using for months. Right. Well, they mainstreamed it. And there's a lot more of them using it. So they're, they're, they're like a group of xenophobes. Right. Trump, you're bad. I know you are, but what am I? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you should start tweeting that. <laughs> Just to mess with them. <laughs> uh, I would love that. Just to mess with them. I can't wait till his fourth term when he's almost done, you know, um, and, and he's, you know, on his way out the door. You know, his, his last, uh, his, his fourth eight-year term. <laughs> he's... He's going to be messing with Democrats so hard. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, all right. If you want to get in, so much has happened this week uh, with the coronavirus, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, the uh, the Democrat uh, campaign, and a whole bunch of other news uh, out there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other? Something else out there. I'll find it here. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get, oh, the close, closings and everything else. Yeah, yeah. No right. basketball in March. No nope. basketball in March. Nope. Looks like we're sports free. We're sports free. That's right. You can break free of sports finally. Oh, my gosh. What do <laughs> the guys in sports radio do? I know. I got a lot of friends in sports radio. What are you going to talk I, about? I know. You, you what know, are you going to talk about? You know what they were talking about yesterday? Coronavirus. Hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. right now yeah. they've got something to talk what about. Do you, what do you talk about in a week? Right. With zero sports going on. Monday morning, what do you talk about? I don't know. Be like, can we take vacations now? Well, I mean, I, I, you would, the only thing you can do is book a ton of interviews, really. But yeah. w- what do they talk about? Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, practicing. What else? Uh, nothing. Now, again, I can take a shot at my hometown because I'm from there. Mm-hmm. Now, in my town, it's like, <clears throat> do the Sabres suck worse not playing or playing? I'd say not playing. No, no, playing. Playing. Uh, playing. See? Not playing. It got an interest. You would have called and said, not not playing because they're not losing. Not playing. Yeah. Well, I only got an interest because I'm paid to 
have have an interest here. <laughs> That's kind of how it works. All right. <laughs> your calls, uh, <laughs> your your calls, comments, and we will take a look. Uh-huh. And the Dow futures also, by the way, oil's also up yeah. overnight, right. so that's good. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Crony, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. All right, taking a look at uh, Dow Futures uh, right now. You ready? No. <laughs> it's the same thing as I was <laughs> about an hour and a half ago. I went, I don't want to look, I don't want to look, I don't want to look. Uh, up 818. Mm, good. Right now, so... Uh, Dow Futures is uh, is up, uh, NASDAQ up uh, 319. And it's interesting because all the Asian markets down. Hmm. And as we know, the uh, European markets have not opened yet. Uh, oil up 3.65%. Yeah. Overnight good. since yesterday. It hit a low, and I understand when the president said travel ban from Europe, Oil prices are going to go down mm-hmm. sure. at that point. Mm-hmm. So uh, you and I have asked and said, okay, when you look at this, fundamentals are basically, from what we know, okay. This wasn't, this, what's happened was not caused by a fundamental financial flaw in the system. Right. Or a problem in the system. Mm-hmm. It was caused by the the virus and then how that would change the behavior of people and therefore affect commerce and it is and, and it's having the real right. effect now and and right. the i guess the question is uh how fast will the comeback be and then the and then accelerated by accelerated by the uh uh the saudi arabia saudi arabian russia oil deal that helped to accelerate and i believe cause more of a panic in it but if that had happened in itself, that wouldn't have been a major problem. No, I don't believe. No, that wouldn't no. have been a driver for the for the for the Dow. Yeah, not way. nothing like. I mean, you might have seen a three hundred point drop in the day that it happened. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. And and so when you look at it, it's now the the question is, and look, when you think about it, and I was thinking about this yesterday. Everything really, everything really closed, and the worst news was last week. Or th- this week, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, there might be more bad news. You were saying, well, in 25 days, will they come and say, okay, we need to extend the ban another month for Europe, which could send the stock market at that point down again. Right. But it's just been bad news every single day. And it's been the <coughs> succession of things closing, which I think raised the level of financial panic. Well, how right. bad is this going to get? Mm-hmm. Well, now everything's been shut down, right? Right. I mean, well, um, it depends. You're going to see more offices being closed, other businesses closing, deciding to close, shutting their doors. Or working from home, and does that cause as much of a problem because of the technology age we live in?
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One.